0: Today is Wednesday, October 6th. Here's your local news from the Kansas City Star. Today's high will be 75, with times of clouds and sun and a couple of showers. Here's today's top story. A Jackson County judge ruled on Tuesday that the Kansas City City Council overstepped and violated state law with its plan to reallocate millions in funding for the city police department. The police board filed a lawsuit in May in Jackson County Circuit Court after the city council approved a measure cutting the police budget back to 20% of the city's general fund. The minimum required by state law. The lawsuit was in response to the city council's approval of two ordinances orchestrated by Mayor Quinton Lucas that sought to reduce the Kansas City Police Department's budget by $42.3 million. It placed that money, about 18% of KCPD's $239 million budget, in a separate fund and its use would be the matter for city manager Brian Platt and police commissioners to negotiate. Under the measure, the city would reallocate the money to a newly formed community services and prevention fund. In July, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt filed a brief opposing the council's measure, which would have effectively given the city more control over the police department's budget. Schmidt wrote on Twitter after the ruling on Tuesday, quote, recently we filed a brief in support of the KC Board of Police Commissioners to stop an outrageous attempt by the KC mayor to defund the police. A judge just ruled in our favor big win for the, the men and women of law enforcement and the people of KC. Hashtag back the blue. In Kansas news, Kansas is establishing a new office to investigate complaints about the state child welfare system and to ensure that the agency governing the system complies with state and federal law. Governor Laura Kelly established the Division of Child Advocate in an executive order Monday, taking into her own hands an issue hotly debated in the state legislature for years amid reports of poor conditions and mistreatment of the state's most vulnerable children. Quote, lawmakers, never gave up searching for a solution to a very big problem. As often happens, however, during the legislative process reaching consensus was difficult and time ran out, Kelly said. Kelly said the action would ensure that the state would, quote, never again let our child welfare services fail our children so badly. Lawmakers have been split over how to create the office and who should control it. Senate President Ty Masterson said he would continue to call for an advocate overseen by the Attorney General. Quote, the biggest thing is that it's Office of Administration, Executive Branch, that gives me the biggest pause, said Rep. Susan Humphreys, a Wichita Republican who sponsored a House bill that placed the office under the direction of the legislature. Senator Molly Baumgartner, a Lewisburg Republican who sponsored the bill giving oversight to the attorney general, said Kelly had failed to create a truly independent office by giving herself the power to appoint the advocate. Quote, it is total disregard of the legislative process, she said. According to the National Conference of State Legislatures, NCSL, about 21 states, including Missouri, have an office of child advocate or a children's ombudsman. Another seven states have a state ombudsman who can also work on child welfare cases, the NCSL has found. The Kansas office will receive complaints and investigate complaints on behalf of the children in the state system. It will have access to records normally closed to the public. In crime news, a southwest Missouri case that already was drawing wide attention with reports that a woman had been kept in a cage at an Ozarks home took another twist Monday night when the home burned to the ground. The home belonged to James Phelps, 58, who sits in the Dallas County Jail without bond. He is charged with Class B felony kidnapping. Phelps and Timothy Norden, 56, are expected in court Tuesday in the case of Cassidy Rainwater, a woman reported missing in late August. They also face charges of facilitating a felony, inflicting injury and terrorizing, according to court records. For more than two weeks, authorities have been picking apart Phelps' life and collecting evidence at his home along Moon Valley Road near the community of Windyville. It's there in Phelps' dilapidated home where investigators believe he kept Rainwater, 33, in a cage. Photos of a caged Rainwater, who was partially nude, were initially sent to the Kansas City Office of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Similar photos were later found on Phelps' cell phone, according to court records. Authorities haven't said anything about Rainwater. Officially, she is still reported as missing. On Monday night and into Tuesday morning, fire crews were back at his home, where Norton was known to park his semi and sleep in it. According to published reports, authorities found a makeshift trip wire on the property and called in the Springfield Fire Department's bomb squad. Authorities have remained tight-lipped about the investigation since it began in mid-September and continued to say little after the fire. And finally, in sports news, Chiefs Defensive and Frank Clark pleaded not guilty Monday and Los Angeles to two counts of possession of an assault weapon, specifically a kel Sub-2000 assault rifle and a an Uzi submachine gun, a Los Angeles County District Attorney spokesman on Tuesday told The Star. The pleas are for incidents that occurred on March 13, 2021, and June 20, 2021, after police officers in Los Angeles found weapons inside a vehicle in which Clark was traveling. According to the L.A. Country District Attorney's Office, Clark is due back in court on January 17 to set a date for a preliminary hearing. If convicted, Clark could face up to three years of imprisonment. The L.A. County District Attorney's Office, however, told the Star that it has not yet determined what sentence it will seek in Clark's case. The determination will be made after admissible evidence is presented in court and the country prosecutors have the opportunity to consider all mitigating and aggravating circumstances. The charges stem from a March 13 incident, when Clark and another man were pulled over because the vehicle in which they were traveling did not display a front license plate, according to the California Highway Patrol. Officers noticed the muzzle of a firearm in a bag in the back seat and recovered two loaded guns, one rifle and one handgun, from the vehicle, authorities said. The Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office charged Clark in July with one felony count of possession of an assault weapon. In a second incident, Clark on June 20 was pulled over for a vehicle code violation in Los Angeles, at which point officers noticed a firearm sticking out from a bag in his vehicle, according to the L.A. Police Department. You're listening to stories from the Kansas City Star. Find us at kansascity.com to read more about these stories and others.